Coming to you from Fluid Coffee Bar in Valparaiso, Indiana, this is Midsip, your source for the news and stories of American Midwest wine culture. Welcome once again to Midsip. Today we are coming at you with a bonus episode that we're calling Midsip Masterclass. In this series, we're going to be going through the common questions that we have at our winery and that I'm sure a lot of wineries have from their guests in their tasting rooms. A little bit of information just about wine in general, not necessarily just about Midwest wine, but something to help you next time you're trying wine or next time that you visit your favorite winery to feel more confident in your abilities to talk about wine and truly understand what you're tasting. We're going to start off pretty basic, but we will work our way up over the course of time. These episodes should come up in between our regularly scheduled episodes. They'll be a little shorter and they just give you a little bit of insight, not getting too technical about anything just a little insight into the world of wine and what we think about and what we know about wine and how that affects wine that we make. So I am Tyler Eisenberg, and I am joined here by my co-host and winemaker extraordinaire, Miss Emily Kennedy. Ooh, thank you. Hello. Uh, well, you deserve that title. Absolutely. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about Something that happens a lot, or at least that we get asked about a lot, and that's why can't we make wine from table grapes? And there's a few levels to that answer, but I'm just going to give everyone a little bit of background on why this question comes up as much as it does. So I don't know about other areas. Honestly, I've never seen these outside of here, but we get these seasonal little grapes. They're called cotton candy grapes. Now, they kind of taste like cotton candy. I don't think they're really that dead on cotton candy, personally. I don't think so, but... But everyone gets a little bit obsessed with them, and every year we get the question, well, why can't we make grapes, or why can't we make wine out of the cotton candy grapes? And Emily's here to tell us exactly why she just won't give the people what they want and make the wine out of the cotton candy grapes. I just won't give them what they want. But it's not that I won't give them what they want. I can't give them what they want. Um, cotton candy grapes uh, taste very good at the store. They taste good at your house. They're cute, sweet, pink, I think. I don't know. I'm not a, con- I'm not a consumer. Yeah, they're light pink. Yeah. I'm not a consumer of the cotton candy grapes myself, but, you know, table grapes are grown to be physically appealing. They generally have looser clusters. They're larger. They're usually seedless. Um, They have less acid and less sugar, which is those two components are most important when making wine. Um, They have thinner skins, which is where tannin and flavor are contained in wine grapes. Um, and they're made to travel to stores, so they're a pretty hearty fruit. The, the main thing about making wine from table grapes is that they, just gen- they are just not sweet enough to uh, get that 12% alcohol that is usually the goal. And, uh, of course, everybody's had 
California wines that have higher alcohol contents than that, but 12 is usually the goal for most people, and table grapes will not get you there. Um, that goal is for stability and um, uh, of the wine, and, and if you have less than that, then you may have you know problems on down the line, my, microbial problems and other things of that nature. And also, if the wine's not doing its job, no one's happy. <laughs> As we've all learned in this strange, strange time of COVID-19. But wine grapes, uh, they are grown to be a very intense little bugger. They're very, very sweet. They are smaller in size. Generally, the clusters are a little tighter. They have more seeds, thicker skins, higher juice content, and they're very delicate. If you eat a wine grape... They tend to kind of fall apart, and you're just left with a lot of seeds in your mouth. But they're very sweet, and they're very intense, and people are often super surprised when they have them because it doesn't taste anything like the wine that's going to be made from it, and they just don't understand the magic process of which fermentation, uh, you know, does on a fruit. It's quite magical. Um, You know, and that's why... But they're sweet. And they have higher acid. And those two, those are the two components that you must have to make good wine. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, having tried a few table grape or a few uh, wine grapes, it, it's just a totally different experience. Uh, like you said, they fall apart too, which is super mm-hmm. interesting. Like the second that the second that they are popped in your mouth, it's like they separate, the skin separates, the seed separates. Mm-hmm. It's like it doesn't, it's like it's barely together. Mm-hmm. It just falls apart in your mouth, and then it's kind of just gross. You just want to spit everything out. It's not gross, out. Tyler. Well, it's kind of just gross if you were expecting a table grape. Well, maybe. I mean, it's not exactly a treat it doesn't, that you, it uh, does not, that's going to fill you up there. It does not feel the same in your mouth. No, no, it does not. You know, just in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> um, but no, they there are... People who are more skilled than I that really know the grapes inside and out, especially when they're growing the same grape year after year, they're really used to trying that specific variety, such as Cab or Chardonnay or whatever they may be growing, and they know when a grape is good, essentially. They can they can pick it off the vine and tell you not just when it's ready, but have this ability to tell you, well, this year is better, whether that be because of if they're looking for higher acid or more sugar or whatever they're looking for. They can do that sometimes better than even if they send it to the lab. It's just kind of that feeling that they have, and I'm always envious of that. Um, Hopefully over time, though. Art and science. Exactly, exactly. Yes, that is one thing you'll probably hear a lot over the course of this podcast. Um, I have a t-shirt, actually, that says it. uh, But wine is where art and science meet, for sure. And um, it's always beautiful. I totally agree. So if anybody out there has an opportunity to visit a winery uh, during crush, which is what we call the harvest season, it's usually somewhere between, depending on what part of the country you're in, August 15th to... November 15th, we'll say. Uh, Sometimes ice wines are harvested into December and January. Um, But if you go to a winery during crush, 
potentially in the tasting room, they may have some table grapes and some wine grapes for you to taste the difference. Uh, the wineries that I've always worked at, um, we, we try to do that for our customers and guests that come in um, because it is, it's an experience that most people don't get to have because, you know, we don't grow run- wine grapes are not a common uh, crop around here unless you just happen to be uh, fortunate enough to live next door to a winery. Yes, absolutely. So next time you're in the tasting room, now you know what the difference is between your table grapes at home and the wine grapes that went into your favorite bottle. Next time, we're going to talk a little bit about why grapes taste the way they do after they're fermented. Where are we getting these characteristics from? Where are we getting the apricots? Where are we getting the black currants? Where are we getting all these fun ways to describe wine from? Because they're not actually in there. What? So, I know. I know. They're shocking. Not? But make sure to keep an eye out for our next mini podcast, our next master class, if you will. And make sure the best way to do that is to subscribe. So definitely hit that subscribe button. And also make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We'll be putting up lots of not just thing about when we're going to come out with our next podcast, but a little bit of behind the scenes. You get to see me and Emily act like idiots, probably. (laughs) Speak for yourself. I mean... I mean, I am as classy as they come, man. Absolutely. With that, wow, we are going to, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the way we're going <laughs> to leave it now. Anyway, oh thank you so much for listening to us once again. We can't wait to talk to you on our next masterclass and in our next full podcast, which will be out the first of next month. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great night. Cheers. Cheers.